Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to another episode of Last Chat Podcast, y'all. I am your host, Jojo. And I'm Dyra. Ooh. Hi, guys. So we missed you guys. And we are back. And we are back with a special guest. We have Jamie Filer. Say hi, JB. Um, so a little bit about JB. So her professional career um, in the fitness industry spans over 15 years. She started out as a trainer in Toronto, Canada, and has done everything from run an international published magazine to compete in CrossFit and bodybuilding on the national stage. Her love and personal coaching always called her back. What drives her is her passion for helping women with emotional eating issues and eating disorders. Having struggled with anorexia herself for 10 years, she thrives off being able to impact thousands of lives per day and making sure that clients and trainers all over the world become the people they're supposed to be. So we're going to be talking about mental health, physical health, and I'm so happy we have Jamie here who's going to discuss a little bit about like what she does and how she got into this um, industry. But before that, I do want to start off with some stats about like mental health in the LGBTQ community. So LGBTQ individuals are more than twice as likely as heterosexual men and women to have a mental health disorder in their lifetime. They are 2.5 times more likely to experience depression anxiety and substance misuse compared with heterosexual individuals so as a whole we kind of just you know struggle a little bit more and then this the second stat and the last stat that i have is that 45 percent of the lgbtq youth seriously considered attempting suicide this past year um so we want to just be cognizant of that and you know be aware um on what we're really struggling with and how we can uh, better the community. Um, but yeah, to get started, I do have a question for both of you. Um, and it's, if it, have you ever like struggled with mental health? Um, and if so, like how, how did you cope with it? <laughs> um, everything that comes with an anxiety attack, like shortness of breath, sweating, sweaty palms, um, it was just awful. And now I guess you could say I've been, I've learned to control it. Now it only comes about as a result of certain situations. Um, so I can not put myself in those. That's like the first strategy I use, but then stuff like therapy, journaling, gratitude, meditation, breath work. Um, so it doesn't mean that I don't struggle at all anymore, but I don't struggle as frequently and I don't struggle as severely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. I mean, I don't, I don't know. You don't know. No. How don't you know? I, I don't know. I mean, because I also come from a background where, like, we don't think about mental health and like our physical health. You know, it's kind of just like a, you know, we all have bad days. You know, 
you, you got to get over it type shit. So mm-hmm. um, we don't really, excuse me, show importance based mm-hmm. on like our mental and physical health. We kind of just, you know, especially learning from your parents and like your environment that doesn't make it important. How do you know how to, you know, deal and cope or like what it is that you're really going through and the severity of it, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's me. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can relate to that a little bit. I feel like in the Latinx community, um, they don't see mental health as a thing. They mm-hmm. just like kind of like ignore it and don't really talk about it. Like nobody likes to talk about their feelings. It's just like, let's say like I had an argument with my mom and it was like really bad. We would just like you know, get over it and just never really bring it up. Like there was never a conversation about it. And I think that over time that really affects you like mentally and physically. And for me, I remember when I moved, I had moved to Miami for a short period of time, like a year. And in that time, I like gained a lot of weight and I was just very anxious and I didn't really enjoy my job. So I had to like leave. And in that time, I would get like a lot of like anxiety attacks. Like it was like so hard that I couldn't really breathe. And I moved back to Jersey, you know, moved back to where my family was from, where I was a little bit more comfortable. And it's funny that we have you on the podcast because I started CrossFit. So I was like, let me start working out because I gained a lot of weight in Miami And when I came back, I joined CrossFit and I did it for a couple of months. It was cool, but I stopped doing it just because at the time I was a grad student and I didn't really have like the funds. It was a little expensive at that time. And I honestly was so proud of myself, though, because I've never been an athletic person ever. Um, so doing CrossFit like really pushed me because they go hard. I'm about to say that's that's they, a lot. <laughs> they go yeah. so hard. But what I love about CrossFit is that they they work with you, like they work with your body type in a way. Like it's like someone next to me could be doing like squatting like 200 pounds, and I'm like <laughs> squatting like 100, and that's totally fine because we're just doing our own thing. Two different people. Um, but I also like that there's like a big community in the CrossFit, like in CrossFit, everyone's like pushing you and like clapping and making sure that you finish the workout. Um, so that's something that like, I guess, got me out of that rut, out of that like anxiety and just like I was in a better place, like mentally and physically. And then I met a girl and then it all went downhill. But that's a that's a story for another day. We're not going to talk about it. Yeah, because it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, i think your story is a perfect example of Mm -hmm. um people not subconsciously and this goes back to honestly like cavemen um we feel better when we move um lateral eye movement um so essentially when you walk forward this is like again old school caveman evolutionary when you walk forward, your eyes do this thing where whether you realize it or not, you're scanning full left to right panoramic vision because back in the day, that's what we had to do for threats, right? Because there right. could be whatever, like a fucking woolly mammoth or a cheetah or a lion popping out of nowhere, right? That lateral eye movement activates a part of our brain that puts us in fight or flight, which is a good thing because when our adrenaline goes and our heart rate pumps, we feel better. 
So mm-hmm. even just getting, I mean, you chose CrossFit, which was like zero to a hundred real quick, but, yeah, for but you just like gone for walks to lose the weight and get some vitamin D outside the result would have been the same. So deep down, our bodies do know that when you feel it some type of way, movement is the answer, but Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, we can't make it stick. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I feel like, like you said, I think I went too hard. Like I feel like I could have just gone to the gym and (laughs) I would have been a little bit more consistent, but since I went too hard, then I quit because it was just like, you know, it was too much. Mm. I started overthinking it. Um, and She's I was an like, all or nothing kind of gal. I, and right. I need to stop that because mm-hmm. I then I'm not you're, consistent you're with yourself. it. Yeah. And even with the gym, like I haven't been going to the gym, but before a couple months ago, I was going consistently like hard. I was there for like two to three hours. And that's like my problem that I have to fix. But yeah, I did. I did want to like start off with like how. Like, how did your professional career start, um, like, in personal coaching? Sure. So the truth is, uh, in order to understand my professional career, um, you have to understand that I had an eating disorder when I was 11. That's how early it started. It was at its pinnacle uh, around 15 or 16 years of age when I actually got my first gym membership. And at that point, I had started skipping classes um, to go work out, I would go, I would leave, we're talking at like four in the morning and have the car back, um, in high school before my mom woke up and knew where I was. Or oh, wow. once I'd heard that my, I was a member at, um, oh my gosh, one membership near my high school. And then another gym membership, those 24 hours. So once my parents would go to bed, if I hadn't worked out three times already, I would do it at like 11 or midnight. Um, so I, obviously I became obsessed and that's the dark side of the story, but as I was coming out of it and recovering and stepping into this strong, empowered female body, I was like, wait, what I can do this as a career and make other people feel this way too. I can't think of anything else I would rather do in the world. And also, uh, I don't know how old you guys, how old are you guys? I'm 26. She's 27. Yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm 34. I don't know if you guys remember the biggest loser and Jillian Michaels when she was the trainer on the biggest loser. Yeah. Oh, I've heard of it. it. (laughs) So like her first three seasons, I was graduating high school and going into university. So I, I was also thinking, holy crap. Now we have this generation of adults who realize that a personal trainer is a legitimate career. It's not just something you do like you're a bouncer in university to pay a quarter of your tuition and your meals, right? It's like, wow, you can be on TV. You can make an impact being a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You see a lot of personal trainers now, a lot. And honestly, I mean, not that that's a bad thing, you know. It's an awful thing. No, I will tell you it's an awful thing. (laughs) (laughs) I just feel like to an extent, though, like the way I see it is, um, I guess in a way it's bad because it's just like there's so many people have like their own way. And Mm -hmm. that's how they teach is from their own way. And they don't take into consideration that not everybody is you, you know. Mm -hmm. So. But at the same time, you know, having a variety helps the people who don't want the people to teach them like they're them. You understand? 
course. They're like, I need to find somebody else. Like, I know that there's somebody else who can understand me, my body type, my, you know, my needs and what I need yeah. for myself, you know. So I think in a sense like that, it's it's good that you have a variety of trainers, but it does make it harder to find a really good trainer for you. Especially because the TikTok and Instagram, like obviously oh, no hate because yeah. Instagram helped launch you know, essentially my niche and my demographic. And it wasn't for Instagram. I wouldn't be on this podcast. I wouldn't know you guys. I wouldn't have the reputation in the industry I do, but the industry is so diluted because mm. any guy with a six pack and any female with an hourglass shape and an, uh, a 4k camera mm-hmm. now has over 200,000 reels. And you're trying to lift what she lifts, even though she doesn't lift like that every day, she's lifting right. like that for the camera. You, you don't even know what she's actually doing behind the scenes. Um, exactly. Makes it exceptionally frustrating because there are those of us OGs who, you know, took four years of college for this, another six months for mm-hmm. a, a university. Um, mm-hmm. And now I have to compete because they have a better camera. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> they're, they're 24. I'm 34. I look good mm-hmm. for my age, but I can't do what they're doing anymore. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's hard. Um, one thing that I have to mention because it cracks me up. So <laughs> sometimes there are girls that like get their their body done. Like they'll get like a BBL mm. or whatever the case. Yeah. And then what what kills me? Like do whatever you want with your body. I'm all for you know do what you please. Don't lie on you know social media and say that you worked out, girl. Because yeah, now you're fooling body. the younger generation, and they're comparing themselves. Like, why don't I look like that? And I'm running three times a day and eating this many calories, and like, you know, it's kind of just putting like a false narrative out there that you know they worked hard to get there. When in reality, they got surgery, which is totally okay to say. You know, like say that it doesn't matter. Just yeah. be real and honest. Um, and I found that like on TikTok and, and Instagram, like I ran into girls like that because I was looking into personal trainers and I wanted a woman, but I don't want a woman that's a liar either. Like, please be honest with, with everyone. For sure. um, so those, those are just like my two cents that I had to mention. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I honestly don't know how you do personal training though. <laughs> I went to school for some of it and I was like, it's cool. Like I can see myself doing it. But at the same time, I'm just like, I don't want the responsibility of somebody else's, you know, mm-hmm. uh, what's yeah. the word? like expectations of how they want to look and what they want to be like. And it's just like everybody wants to be slim, thick and six packed out, you know. But in reality, it's just like that's not for everybody. Like we literally have different body types and people like don't understand that. Yeah. You know, what works for them certainly is not going to work for you. Mm-hmm. Right. What's your like personal coaching like style? Because, you know, there, we just talked about how there's so many personal coaches and like for our listeners who may be interested in in like, you know, personal coaching. I want to know more about like how you coach people and like what your style is. Sure. So I take mm-hmm. a three prong approach to training. Think of just mm-hmm. a triangle at the pinnacle of the triangle. You've got mindset and then training and nutrition are kind of the ground level. But Truth is anybody can provide lunges and lunches. You can grab a soft <laughs> workout program off TikTok or off, uh, you know, an Instagram e-shop or even on YouTube, right? There are a bunch of 
this is random shit that works. It's the mindset that separates me from everyone else, right? Because there are going to be a bunch of trainers out there. You know, when you do your weekly check-ins with them and they say, how did you do? How was your food? And you said, you know what? Uh, I was good four out of seven days, but then Friday night drinking led to Saturday, Sunday eating was just, I didn't even bother tracking. I didn't, I didn't write anything down. I didn't bother following my plan. And I'll say, okay, well, let's just do better this week, right? Don't you want to be thin? Like, don't you want to be skinny? Uh, don't you want muscle? Follow the plan. My approach would be, hey, let's talk about what caused you to binge drink on Friday night. What made you feel like you had to go out of your way to black out that then compounded into why you let Saturday and Sunday also be affected by one night of drinking. Let me get into your head and your heart to figure out why you gave up this weekend. Because if I don't ask that question and I don't get you thinking about your behaviors, you're going to repeat them. Three months is going to go by. You're going to say, Jamie, that was a total waste of my money. Uh, do you offer refunds? Right? That's it. hundred percent. It's true. Right. Cause I'm not an, I'm not an ebook. Right. Um, I I'm a human being that cares about another human being and getting right. You, you said, I don't know how you do it, how you want the responsibility of another human, because when they are compliant and when they do realize something about themselves or their paradigms or their behaviors that they've never realized before, I win. Mm -hmm. And it's the most rewarding feeling in the world. And there's mm -hmm. no person who works behind a desk that can tell me that they feel the way that I feel when I hear that I gave someone a relationship with their body that they've never had before, or that they've, yeah. they no longer have anxiety after struggling with it for seven years. That's, there's nothing out there like it. Yeah. yeah. That's facts. Yeah. I, I feel like that coaches, they have such a powerful like um, impact on people mm -hmm. like you really you guys really change lives and really change how people look at um, exercise and nutrition and all of that. So I love, love, love to hear that. Um, and I do want to know a little bit more like about anxiety, because I know that you focus on that. Yeah, um, on that a lot. So yeah. I guess tell us a little bit more about what is anxiety. So I think, I don't even remember how I decided that that was going to be something I did, but I think it, it must've had something to do with, okay. So I've, I mean, I've been a trainer for 15 years, so I can't tell you at what point, like I, I shifted my, my demographic to lesbians with anxiety, but <laughs> I, I think I saw one too many women fail themselves and then leave the program. So I guess it was selfish at first. Cause I'm like, shit, like I'm losing clients. I'm losing money. I can't hold on to my women. Like, what am I doing wrong? And then I realized that what they all had in common was as soon as they started to feel stress or overwhelm or anxiety, the first thing to go was fitness. And what happens when you no longer use a subscription service like Netflix or Amazon prime or right. You, you cancel the subscription. So I said, okay, I have to insert myself in their life where I'm more of an app that you would use every day to get into your head and make you do something than something you only check in with once a week or once a month. 
So I said, all right, so I can't do just workout programs and nutrition. I have to incorporate that mindset component or not only will I keep losing clients, but more importantly, these women won't get help. And that's it. I also realized that a lot of them um, couldn't afford therapists. Uh, and not to say I'm qualified in any sort of capacity in psychotherapy or, um, oh my gosh, any sort of therapy, talk therapy, whatever. But just having someone to talk to on the other end of the phone relative to what I charge for my plans, I'm like the cheapest therapist in the entire world right now. So I'm like, I can offer people an ear. I can give them some advice, not a prescription, obviously, based on my experience, some anecdotal evidence. I can put them in a Facebook group with other women who are struggling and maybe that'll help. Mm -hmm. That networking. I think that community helps a lot. Like I actually... I actually went to your Facebook and I added myself because I was like, I'm interested in seeing like what the community is like, um, because fitness is something that I want to get back into. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm happy. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so do you work with a lot, a lot more women or do you work with like every men, so, women? So this is know, interesting. Um, I don't typically take on men. Um, so also I check my Instagram insights every week. Um, to see what the ratio of men to women following me are. Because the truth is I don't, I'm comfortable saying I don't want men following me. Now the qualifier is trans men are okay. I'm totally, I have, well, funny enough, they were not trans men when they were on my roster, but I now have three trans men and I've worked with them through the transition. It's been the most rewarding experience, but If a man comes to me, we're talking like cis male, heterosexual, my first question to him is, do you struggle with anxiety? Because if you don't, I I will be useless to you. Go find a guy with six pack abs that you see as body goals and and go follow his program because you are going to think I am so frou-frou and like easy on you because that's, I'm not gonna put you on stage I'm not going to get you ripped for the beach. I'm only here to get <laughs> healthy and remove anxiety, increase confidence. Right. Yeah. So I would say I'm like, I think my roster is probably like 90% female, 5% trans men, and then like 5% straight men. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty good though. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Shit. About to add me in. <laughs> And do you usually train people like virtually or do you do some in person? Like how, how do you do it? Yeah. Great question. So my model is all online. It is not virtual. It is not in person. Um, Mm -hmm. I do have two clients in person, but that's only because if I didn't have them, I would literally not see a human other than Katie. from (laughs) So it's almost just like a break from a lot of this. Right. Um, But also the reason that I'm no longer like a personal trainer at Crunch or LA Fitness or whatever is because let's say I, I don't know, wanted, okay, 24 hours in a day, I sleep for seven, 17 hours. Um, I have maybe 12 to 13 where I can work, right? I can't pack my day full of 13 one hour sessions. That would be exhausting. Uh, I would never see my family. I would not have time to eat. 
And then even if I did see my family, by the time I got home to them, my social battery would be drained and I'd be useless. Now, replace those 13 hours of in-person time with answering emails, responding to DMs and programming, and I can impact literally hundreds of people in one day. Yeah. So yeah. that is why my model is not one-to-one -one Zoom and it's not one-to-one -one in the gym in my garage. It's everything is via DM, email, or for a certain tier of clientele, uh, phone call once a week. Yeah. So That's you're awesome. very accessible to get in contact with then. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. That's awesome. Love that. Because you yeah. got, like you said, you got some who take on so many clients and don't know how to delegate. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. And that could be very, very annoying. And yeah. it's just like, especially when, like that whole weekend thing, I'm guilty. The weekend come around, I'm like, all right, you know, <laughs> Monday, Monday, Monday. And I'll just do my thing. And then Monday comes and then you kind of just like, well, you know, I just blew the last two, three days, you know, yep, it is what it is. So it's like, well, you don't have anyone to, to put you back on track mm -hmm. because yeah. your trainers are, you know, out here, not really giving fuck you paid, you know, you paid your month worth of it. Right. It's just like, mm. yeah, that's the other thing, yeah. right? If, if I was a trainer at crunch, you're paying me for one hour at a time. They don't offer an option where you're allowed to email your trainer, your weight on a Tuesday morning, which is your check-in day. Right. And you're not paying a trainer to do up your macro plan and you're not training. You're not paying a trainer to give you a response when you text them and say, Hey, I'm really struggling. Can you recommend three podcasts? You know what right. I mean? Like, yeah, that's not that culture. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was working with a personal trainer before and she worked at like a, like a regular gym and she went out of her way for like a lot of her clients. She was doing things that weren't even allowed. So she stopped working there, but the pay, like they weren't paying her the amount of work that she was doing. Of course not. Like she no, was she going it. out of her way. Yeah. And that's the other con about like these commercial gyms that the trainers that they hire are great, but sometimes they just don't pay them. Yeah, absolutely. They barely pay them. I'm like, these trainers are doing way too much for y'all and you guys aren't even compensating them what they're worth. Yeah. And you're, you're able to impact a lot of people all over the world. Right. Um, so, yeah. I also think we need more women. We need more women because that was one of the things she also struggled with too, was just like, I want a woman trainer. Yeah. You know? I want someone who, you know, I mean, she was pretty hardcore though. The trainer yeah, that okay. she did have was pretty hardcore. Yeah. So it was bittersweet, but uh -huh. mostly, you know, I don't know, just having like that sense of uh, comfortability and safeness, knowing that, all right, this is, this is, this is a woman that's mm -hmm. helping me out. You know, I don't have to worry about no creep shit mm -hmm. and, you know, mm -hmm. but I was also, very adamant about that. Yeah. <laughs> that you wanted, no, I was very you wanted a woman. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, if I had to hazard a guess as to why there weren't more females, it would be because we're too empathetic. We're too all up in our feelings. And like I said, there's no way that my mental health could handle eight, eight clients a day, let alone 13. Imagine dealing with eight different personalities who are coming to you complaining about an entire day's worth of shit that was dumped on them. And now they're dumping it on you. So they leave feeling better. You leave feeling worse. Cause now that's four clients in a row who have done that. And mm -hmm. you're telling me yeah. I have to do this four more times today, five days a week, just to pay rent. Mm -hmm. I do not. I have not. No, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for you. <laughs>
is yeah i never thought of it that way like my trader would be like oh how was your day and like at the time i was working at like this terrible terrible company yeah and i'd be like oh my god this happened and this happened not knowing that there was people before me and after that they were probably doing yeah, the same yeah. Thing everyone just year. dumps their day on a trainer like, oh, <laughs> so much better thing <laughs> For real. that's crazy i think a lot of people need to realize that so i'm yeah. happy that like you brought it up yeah because that's crazy <laughs> um but i did want to go back to like anxiety yeah. and we got like a lot of questions over dm over email yeah. and some of them are mental health related um so i would say like how would you how do you support someone that's like struggling with like anxiety oh my gosh great question mm-hmm. so the first thing i do is ask them whether they need advice or a sounding board because so often again especially as women as soon as someone tells us a problem we want to go into like mother hen mode how can i fix mm-hmm. it how can i take care of it for you how can i take it off you but You can't do that with anxiety because if they don't learn coping mechanisms and if they don't learn grounding techniques, then as soon as they have another anxiety attack, they're going to look for you because like you're the thing that made them feel better. So first question is, okay, would you like my help or do you just need to vent? Okay. Cause also unsolicited advice is like the worst feeling in the world. Right. I didn't ask yeah, for your right. opinion, Jamie. I just, yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> cool though. Um, and then from there, my go-to is journaling because as soon mm-hmm. as it's out of your head, it's, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily out of like out of your head completely, but it's at least not as strong, right? There's one, mm-hmm. when thoughts are swirling in your head, put a couple of them down on paper and at least they're not as loud. So my go-to is journaling. Next one is breathing, right? Because sometimes we don't even notice that we're starting to get like a more rapid pace. And then what happens, our heart rate starts increasing. And now your body thinks that there's like full out a predator outside because it doesn't know the difference between an anxiety in your, well, it doesn't know the difference between anxiety in your mind, a perceived threat and an actual threat. So let's say Mm -hmm. Katie says, all right, Jamie, um, I made plans for us to go out for so-and-so's birthday. And I know there are 13 people that are going to be there and my heart starts going out like that. It would be the same thing as if I heard a bump in the night at three in the morning and my alarm like jolted itself. It's the same anxiety to your body. So as soon as you start to breathe and calm yourself down, there is no longer a perceived threat. We are doing what the body needs to do to cool itself, to chill itself. Um, And then the last one is meditation. Um, Actually, no, the last one is exercise. Meditation is helpful because again, a lot of people are like, I'm anxious when I'm alone, right? I'm sure you guys have heard that too. I don't like being with my own thoughts. Okay, cool. Go be with someone else's, right? Like every morning I post something from the Calm app, which I'm absolutely obsessed with. And it's some other woman's voice. Like, I don't even know what, I think today was about kindness. Like, I don't even know what she's saying, but I know that I feel better after I listen to her. So YouTube has a ton of really helpful guided meditations, anywhere between five and 15 minutes, depending on how much you can tolerate. And then the fourth one and the second most important, because I would say journaling is the most important is exercise. Your body has to move. If you don't release that energy that you're feeling, if you don't get that lateral eye movement that we talked about at the beginning of the episode, you sit in your own angst 
And all you do mm-hmm. is work yourself up more, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That I agree with is that. my advice. <laughs> no, I love that. Yeah. I do have a funny story about like, um, you know, you were talking about it, like your heart, your heart thumping. And it's not really a funny story, but oh, so last summer I was going through major, major health issues. Mm. And I thought that I was getting a heart attack. Like I literally thought that I was getting a heart attack yeah. because my heart was beating so fast. So I was like, we have to go to the urgent care because like, I feel like, I just feel weird. I feel like I was, I was wearing my Apple watch for the first time and it was telling me that my heart was super high and I'm yeah. like, something's wrong. Like, I think I'm going to have a heart attack. Right. So she takes me, she takes me to the urgent care and then we're there and they do the EKG or the something. EKG no? or whatever mm. that is. Right. Okay. And <laughs> they did it twice and i guess their machine was broken but it did say that i apparently had a heart attack which i've i'm pretty sure a heart attack just doesn't work that way because i knew that i was having anxiety but it wasn't a heart attack yeah so then that gave that made me even more anxious because now i'm like oh i have to go to a heart doctor now (laughs) right something wrong with the heart they were like yeah you should get that checked out and i was like okay i go to a, a heart doctor I go through all these exams. I have to wear like a halter monitor for like 48 hours. This whole shebang. So my anxiety is like ridiculous at this point. Mm -hmm. Then they call me and they're like, we got your results back. Please come to the office so we can talk to you. So I'm like, oh, something's up because they're calling me into the office. Yeah. I go into the office. They start talking to me about the halter monitor and how they... um, they think that I was going to have to get like a like, um, a heart monitor like oh, okay. in, in your heart. And I'm like, what? And they were like, yeah, like, you know, like that's something that we're going to have to talk about with the doctor. So that gave me even more anxiety. Then they call me back and they're like, we are so sorry. We we messed your chart up and we thought that you were another um, customer, another another patient. Yeah. And you're actually you're actually <laughs> nah. fine. Nothing's wrong with you. <laughs> and I was like, God. yeah, I think I you guys almost gave me a heart attack. Yeah, right. You were so gonna give me one. Everyone was giving me false information. Like the urgent care was giving me false information. The damn doctor's office was giving me false information. So like at this point, I'm going insane. Um, but yeah, that was that was the funny story. I <laughs> I don't know. Like I feel like. When, when you're going through something as traumatic, traumatic as that, yeah. I feel like you really, like you said, you have to like, just, just breathe, like just relax. Um, and she would tell me all the time, like, you just have to chill you out. To and I'm relax. like, yeah, right. Every woman sure. wants to hear that. Just relax. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she likes to be on go. Like I say this all the time. She's on go. She's got to do this. She's got to do that. This got to be done today. That. And it's just like, can you take a moment to sit down, <laughs> shut up and just like, and breathe. breathe. That's what, that's it. Breathe. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Inhale. You forget. You you know. You you yeah. gotta fucking breathe. Yeah. Like, take a moment. Right. You know. We're all joking about it, but like, there's a reason no, that we real. say that because the body will calm down when you yeah. just start giving it like a four count breathing. Uh, you know, four mm-hmm. in, hold for one, four out again. Hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. So I just got this new job, and we have the Calm app for free. So maybe I should try that out. There you go. Oh, really? Yeah, she just oh, talked about the that. Calm app, and now I'm going to start using it. Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, <laughs> we'll see how it we'll goes. See, right. I used to meditate like in college, so I feel like I could get I could get back to it. I've never done any of those things. I've never done any type of therapy. I've never meditated. At most, I have worked out. And I feel great when I work out. I'm, I feel I'm at my best. My, men, you know, my mentality is at my best. Yeah. And for the most part, I try to keep a positive mental because I am a person who talks to myself a lot. Yeah. And I think about a lot of things, but, you know, I try it. I try it. I know that I'm in control of myself and my day and my life. So I try to dictate it as much as I can because I just don't have time to be in this, like, you know, under this cloud of rain and shit. Yeah. So yeah. I try. But, you know being with her and, and hearing her experiences about therapy and all those um, mm-hmm. types of things that help, you know? Yeah. It's something worth trying, I think. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it, it's an, it adds an extra outlet. For sure. Know? Yeah, yeah. If nothing else. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I always say, like, therapy, what I like about therapy is that you're talking to someone who literally doesn't know you like it's like it's a no judgment zone like they're giving you an outside perspective um instead of talking to your friend because i feel like a lot of people just talk to their friends and family and they start venting when in reality they're a little judging yeah they they could be a little judgy they don't really know the right things to say Mm -hmm. and then you kind of feel like a burden at times. Um, and I feel like with therapy, it's like it's like a, a whole different ballgame. Yeah. Um, so I definitely recommend it to anyone who could afford it because, as you said, ridiculously expensive. Yeah. It's tragic. Um, so aside from, like, working out and obviously being of assistance to other people, how mm-hmm. do you manage, like, your own anxiety and, like, what are things that you like to do? to kind of stay out of that space okay so okay so we'll talk okay two answers to manage my anxiety so let's say i'm let's say i'm anxious let's say i'm going through it something happened have you guys ever seen the movie inception i've heard of it but i don't think i've i've actually seen it okay so it's essentially the movie about a dream in a dream in a dream in a dream (gasps) oh i've i've definitely seen okay Uh uh-huh so Mm -hmm. because what they do is they start with reality and then they go like three layers into your dream. Okay. Yeah. They need to come up with a way to determine whether they are dreaming or not. So they have something called a totem. All right. So it's like uh, it's an actual, so for one guy, it's a top, like one that you spin. Okay. Mm-hmm. If they're in a dream, the top just keeps spinning like five minutes on end. Mm. If it's reality, he spins the top 15 seconds later, it it comes down as one normally does. So I realized that when I was getting, starting to get worked up, I needed something to ground me. I needed something to stop me from spiraling, something to take my brain away and remind me that I'm in control, like you said, not in a dream. So what I realized that was is... (laughs) My direct messages on Instagram. That is my happy place. Right? Yeah, yeah right? The fuck? Who's go- Why would you go into your DMs? Because at any given time, there are two people who need help. There are two yep. people who need a question answered, or there's someone who needs a question answered and someone saying, your, your last reel really made me feel better, or your last story was just what I needed, or I laughed at your last story. And I'm like, okay. I'm fine. I'm fine. Mm -hmm. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And then I just go back 
and that's it. And that's all I need. Um, so that's how I manage like an anxiety attack as it's happening. I just, I literally open my phone and I answer someone's question. Um, but in terms of, I guess you could call it preventative. Um, every day I, I try to listen to the calm app. I have a morning routine. I'm very much regimented. I wake up at the same time. I eat the same breakfast. I work out at the same time every day. Um, because doing the same thing means that all is right with the world. There's nothing getting in my way. So I don't, well, I, I try not to open social media or my emails because then I am no longer in charge of my day, right? There's right. a difference between me opening my emails and seeing our like four cancellations or whatever versus me opening my DMs, being in charge of when I'm doing it, right? So I think especially in 2022 with the LGBTQ community, we struggle with FOMO a lot. As soon as we open Instagram, we see everything we're not doing, all of the money mm -hmm. we're not making, uh, the relationships we don't have, the friends who didn't invite us to go do the thing, right? And we put mm -hmm. ourselves in that anxious state. Yeah. We're not in charge. Um, right. So I did a lot of work, obviously, on <laughs> removing FOMO from my life, um, mm -hmm. but also just not spending as much time, not spending mm -hmm. any time actually scrolling my feed or looking at stories unless I am seeking trending audio for a reel. That is the only time you will see me on the For You page or in my Explore page if I'm trying to make my business better. Mm -hmm. I like that. I love that. I love that, actually, because I feel like one of my like worst habits is waking up and checking and looking phone. on social media. Yeah. And as you said, like the fact that you go on social media and you go to your DMs and you see all these positive comments. On the other hand, sometimes you go and, and you see so negative positive. comments. Yep. Yep. They try to ruin your whole day. Yeah. It doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't right. work. Yeah. Yeah. How do you deal with like the negativity if you like receive any? Oh, at this point in my career, the negativity is straight up funny, right? How many times have we heard, oh my gosh, are you sure you're not a trans man? Are you sure you really don't want to be a man? I'm like, it's funny, right? Because like, I would I'm like, be like know, I was comfortable enough coming out. I would let you know if I wanted to be a man. That'd totally be a conversation we could have. Instagram, I wouldn't hide it. <laughs> um, right. So that was funny. Just today, someone responded to Katie's reel and they said, oh my gosh, it looks like a mom and her son. And I was like, really? Because she's definitely not Corny. old enough to be anybody's mother also. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> and then what's another one I get? I mean, and then in general, we just get the homophobic, like we get a lot of the puke emojis mm -hmm. on our reels. And we're like, okay, yeah. like, was that the best you could do? Or do you want to maybe throw mm -hmm. a Bible quote at us? Cause uh -huh. it's like right. actually give some substance, not just, if you want to fight us, bring some substance to it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't get what, what right. people get out of that. Like all that hatred. And it's just like, you know, on a bad day, it's going to get to you. Yeah. We, uh -huh. We're we're guilty of it. But majority of the time, it's just like, for what? Right. Like, uh -huh. You're mad for why? Right. Like, why are you taking time out of your day to type something? You could keep a, scrolling. On a reel or a post that you <laughs> don't like. And why am I on your newsfeed? Yeah. You should really <laughs> think about that. An right. LGBTQ person is on your newsfeed. Like, I don't know. People need to do some self-reflection, really. Absolutely. Absolutely. The answer is always, 
thank you for your engagement because now I essentially have <laughs> comments on that reel, which makes Instagram mm-hmm. boost me just slightly in the algorithm. So I'm really not. Oh, mad. wow. I love that. Yeah. I know. Over- that's yeah, what I told that's... her. I was like, I'm going to leave it there because thank if you anything, for your it's, engagement. It's, yeah. It's <laughs> literally. Yeah. Yeah. It's making you more famous. Yeah. Because. Yeah. It's the engagement. <laughs> I'll just be deleting them, blocking them hoes. But then I also try to stay out of the comments. Yeah. No, don't. I, I always tell just... her, like, no, let's keep it. I want people to see that. Like, I want, because I feel like at times people make it seem like the LGBTQ community is so, like, easily offended. When in reality, no. This is These are the comments that we're receiving. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. maybe because you're not seeing it, you think that. But this is the reality of mm-hmm. what's going on. In America today, I will take it one step further. There's one reel Mm -hmm. that it was like literally me holding Katie in like a pool in Mexico, and someone said, What the hell am I looking at here? And oh my God, did it go off. So she was one of the people who was upset that I was not a trans man, and why can't I just be honest about my gender? Anyway, I pinned the comment to the top. So that whenever someone visited that reel, it was the first thing they saw. And then they could lay in to, and then start <laughs> yeah. commenting. And now it just, oh my God, there's like 300 oh, no. comments on one reel. So I take the hate and I show everyone else that I'm going to keep loving my wife and my gay friends anyway. And this woman right. will keep doing as she does. Mm-hmm. As you should. I love that. I love that. And like you're you're like your followers are really there for you because they're the ones that start arguing with Oh my god. Yeah. Yesterday <laughs> I said to Katie, I think there's a fight on my last reel about, <laughs> about America, which I knew was going to be controversial. So that is the first mm-hmm. thing I stated. And then I backed mm-hmm. off and lo and behold, there was an argument. And 63 comments later, the engagement is great. And that's all I can do, you know? Right. Right. that's crazy got people fighting the battles <laughs> for you now yeah yeah we get it all the time yeah right. the tiktok crazy. be blowing up for some and usually, usually it's men isn't that funny always men yeah isn't that crazy yeah <laughs> um but i did want to know like for anyone who's listening, what books and what like podcasts would you recommend if there's someone who is struggling with anxiety or just struggling with actually getting up and like working out and bettering themselves? Okay, great question. Obviously, let's chat, but you're probably already. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my favorites are The Mindset Mile, mm. Evolve with Emily, uh, and then Real AF with Andy Frisella. So those are my top three. Um, but the truth is I also love audiobooks because I go on a lot of walks again for my mental health. Um, so top five books, I would say unleash the power within by Tony Robbins, the subtle art of not giving a fuck by Mark Mason. Mm, um, it's a really good one. Success principles by Jack Canfield, the five second rule by Mel Robbins and, uh, can't hurt me by David Goggins. Wow, yeah, that's, that's awesome! Cool. You yeah. you literally had a list ready. I'm right. I'm here for well, it. Well, because that's this, amazing. <laughs> this is, it's literally a part of my coaching, right? To make mm-hmm. sure that at any given time, I have an audio book, I have a podcast, mm-hmm. I have a workbook, I have mm-hmm. five influencers that you should follow if you struggle with anxiety. You know, like I always oh, want to be able to amazing. provide my people with with resources. Mm-hmm. 
Right. Oh my God. That's yeah. amazing. I love that. Yeah. Have you heard of Jay Shetty before? Yeah, of course. Oh my God. So on the yeah, Calm he's, app, he's they awesome. have the Daily Jay and it's Jay mm-hmm. Shetty and he's got his own meditation every day. Of course. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah he's we're amazing. Gonna to, we're gonna have to tune in. Yeah, yeah. he's amazing. I I literally love his podcast. He's like one of the definitely one of my top. Definitely very soothing. Absolutely, you're like is. wow. Yeah, and just very positive. And he always has like I feel like I'm a, I'm in a Jay Shetty podcast right now. Like I'm talking to like a Jay Shetty because he just <laughs> he just has so much knowledge. I feel like yeah. I'm learning a lot, and I hope that our listeners are learning a lot too because. You're giving us so much insightful information. And honestly, I don't know who wouldn't work with you. I think what you're doing is amazing. So you should yes. really give Be yourself proud of like, yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Pat yourself <laughs> up, you know? Thank you, Sheesh. guys. I appreciate that. That's mm-hmm. that's why I do it. Yes. That's why I do it. Yeah. That's an awesome feeling. Mm-hmm. Did you have any last questions for her? Or did you want to like give any last minute advice or anything anything you else want to plug in anything any of your websites or anything like that um oh my gosh uh <laughs> it's gonna sound bad but i don't mean it badly you cannot do this alone you absolutely cannot i didn't do it alone i had a social worker help me talk me out of it um but i've also you know spent the last I mean, it's only been in the last five years that I've really dug into mental health for other people. Um, You have to find someone else who's done the research, who's read the books, who's found the podcasts, who has listened to the audio books, who has found the influencers who are going to help. Because as as you spoke about, there are a million personal trainers out there, right? You don't know who to trust. You don't know who has the best information. There are also a million people who are talking about mental health and what is best. Find one and stick to their framework, their protocol. Don't don't think you can go at it alone. And please don't think that fitness is like something out here, right? It's as don't have to join CrossFit if you're feeling bad. Get out of your house, get 7,000 steps today, and I guarantee you feel better. Oh, Oh, yeah. Oh, I love that. The 7,000 steps. I need to wear my Apple Watch. I need to know what's going on. I can't believe on. you have an Apple Watch and you're not wearing it. Like, I'm offended. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. She's wearing... I, I got her on, on the Apple Watch. Yeah, I usually don't wear Apple Watch. And look at me. I don't even have the Apple Watch. We were Watch. doing it to, like, track our, like, you we know, fitness compete, goals you know? and stuff. Yeah. And then it don't just worry. went... After... Literally after Canada. After we came back from Canada and she caught COVID, oh, it was like... It went downhill. Yeah. Yeah. Jim no, was but- out. No, after this podcast, I'm I'm taking my health seriously. There we go. Yeah, let's so watch out. Brush so watch the out. dust off and get it out. <laughs> Don't worry, we're gonna send you our our beach reel, and we're gonna be popping of some sort. <laughs> yeah, love it, love maybe, it. Maybe, maybe. Uh, anything yeah. else? No, I don't have anything else. Well. I guess that about sums it up for this episode. Where can they find you on social media? What's your app? Yes. Uh, Jame91 on Instagram, J-A-I-M-9-1. Uh, Jamie Filer on TikTok. And that's, let's start there. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> let's start <laughs> for real. Be ready for the uh, new DMs. I cannot yeah, wait. Sure. Yeah. I cannot wait. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, this was lovely. I really, really like talking to you. We definitely need to do this again. Yes. Um, and we appreciate just like you taking the time to talk to us. You know, we're early in the podcast game, but we want to like, you know, have as many people as possible. Yes. And we hope that our listeners really enjoyed this. So 
Thank you. Thank you. I again. appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. Thank yes. you. Have a great day. You too. So before we get into our family meeting, we're going to uh, do a quick would you rather if my dog ever shuts up. <laughs> All right. So would you rather be able to see two days into your future or fix the last year of your past? Um, two days only? Yeah. Two days only, girl. Two day subscription. I'm gonna have to go fix the last year of my past. So there's only two days. Like, what can happen in two days? I'm literally gonna be a lot. You, all days. it takes is you meeting one person. No, here I am. <laughs> what are you gonna fix in your life? You know what? I'll leave that for you to fix. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna take the two days. I'll take what I can get. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and I could determine what I could do with it. Uh-huh. Um, would you rather talk about your issues immediately or take time to articulate your feelings? I feel like it It depends, for, but for the most part, I want to get into the habit of articulating my feelings. And I feel like for the most part, I do if I'm sober, but if I'm drunk, it, it depends. But I feel like when you're upset, you could really say something hurtful. And sometimes you just got to like chill, think about what just happened, and then talk about it. Right. That's facts. That's why I like to articulate my feelings. I also don't like to fight when I'm drunk. Yeah. That's that's a shitty situation. That's a but like you can't expect everyone to be great. Like alcohol is is really a setup. Like you when you lit, you 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 just out here to be lit, you know, savage. But (laughs) most times, obviously, I'm more sober than I am drunk. But most times I I'd rather articulate what I'm feeling because, you know, to take time and understand and really think about like, is this really bothering me enough to, to, you know, bring it up or like to even have a discussion about it? Um, because sometimes, you know, it's not really worth the energy, you know, putting into shit. So I just like to take my time and think like, it doesn't really matter. Am I going to be mad about it? Like, is this going to be long-term annoyance or is this just in the moment if it's in the moment it's gonna go away i'm gonna be fine Mm -hmm. um he's really howling yes all right last one would you rather show gratitude or receive gratitude show why i don't know why i be saying why Um, i just be wanting to know shit i don't know i like making people feel good and i feel like i'm not the type i'm not the type of person that i need like gratitude all the time Mm -hmm. like Gratitude is nice. Mm-hmm. It's nice. But I like to show gratitude. I like to, I like people to know that, like, I appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know that I, I react in the sense of, like, I know it would make me feel good mm-hmm. if I received that. Right. So it's like I want to be able to give that to people because not everybody has that. Mm-hmm. So that's me. So that sums up our episode. Yeah, guys, uh, we left for a week, but we're back. And we told you we was coming back. Yeah, we're yeah. happy to be back. Coming back like it's our first time again. I know, I know. Right. I feel like a newbie all, all over right. again. Right. Um, but yes, like always, don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe. And that's all. Bye. Deuce, deuce, my goose. <laughs>